Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. Now, today's guest is Banu Sikendor, and Banu is an intuitive coach and a healer. And after her own near-death breakup, she launched into her role as a healer who focuses on removing mental, emotional, and energetic blocks that prevent people from living a fulfilling life. And her story is very inspirational, and now her own journey and purpose to help others as they heal through whatever their challenges are and as they grow into becoming really their best self and we're all about that here at rise up for you and we focus on the whole person and we are so excited for our conversation today with Benu. so rise up for you and enjoy this episode well hello and welcome Banu to the rise up for you podcast we are so excited to have you here thank you I'm excited to be speaking with you Oh, awesome. I'm so looking forward to our conversation today. And we always like to start by sharing with our audience you know, who you are, what you do, and the journey that led you here today. Okay. Um, uh, thank you for that question. Let me see um, how I can summarize. <laughs> In um, March 2013, I went through a breakup, um, had to end a relationship that wasn't supporting my spiritual growth anymore. Um, and it wasn't something I wanted to do, but I had to. And um, about a few months after that, I find out that he's dating this person um, we had some fights over. And seven years, almost seven years ago, looking back, I had a different perspective uh, on it. And I heard this thump on my heart and um, felt this ache and couldn't eat or sleep much for the next three weeks and lost a lot of weight then um, had to take myself to the ER because I wasn't being able to keep any food down and couldn't even drink the protein drinks anymore because that's what I was trying to live on. And um, so that was a big wake-up call. Um, But about a year before that, things had started happening. I I, I had, like, started getting more sensitive and... um, was more and more into this spiritual growth stuff. And I had a couple of my friends say to me, hey, you know, I want to have a session with you. And that didn't even occur to me as anything. It was like, well, I'm just growing and they they're learn- they want to learn something that I've learned. And that's how it was. But after this, this heartbreak and me like having to make a huge shift in my life, I started writing articles because that's how I processed my life. When I was younger, I journaled a lot, I wrote a lot, and that's how I processed my life. So this time, I had the opportunity to write it and then have it published online, which actually helped a lot. Um, because it's a, when it's a real thing and there's a genuine feedback, they were feeding me while I was feeding them with what I've learned. Mm. And um, from there, people started reaching out and I started getting clients and I was like, this is what I want to do because the biggest thing I think that comes out of our pain is the wisdom that we want to, are dying to pass on to somebody else mm-hmm. who might be going through something similar, especially when it's like a really 
big experience and sometimes mild experiences that appear to be mild can end up being really traumatic or tumultuous for some people and this one was for me and um it also continued the path of how did i end up here Mm. and the answer was i didn't love myself the simplest answer and i didn't know anything about self-love um what it means how how do you learn this thing and um you know it's been several years i've been on this journey and it's definitely not a straight line and it does have layers to it but um here I am, I'm able to pass on some of the things I've learned and, and still learning while I'm still walking my path. Um, mm. And um, anyway, that's kind of the shortest version I can think of. <laughs> well, tell me, yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. So when you got sick, I mean, what was the, what was that experience like? So you were, you were in the hospital. No, I drove myself to the ER knowing that I hadn't eaten in days. Yeah. I'm not drinking or eating or sleeping much. Mm. I was very weak. I even like ran into a, um, a former boyfriend and he was like shocked to see me. Like, what happened to you? Mm. You look so thin. You look like you just rose from the dead or something. And I, I looked it in my face. It's, it's this feeling of... Um, when you see it on somebody's face, like as if their whole world has, the rug has been pulled from under them yeah. and they don't know what's going on. It's like the life of pie. You know, you're, you're in the middle of uh, an awakening and some kind of transformation, but you don't know who you're supposed to become. And mm-hmm. shitting is extremely painful because along with that, all the truths came out about how I lived my life, how I made choices, how I made myself not even second priority i was in like the back burner (laughs) and um and how easy is to go back there like how easy to to how it's it takes work to replace those patterns and going back to for me how why am i not healing and it was a question of the last decade for me like why i'm doing all these things and what prevents people from um, getting to the other end and, it, and researching and working on things on my own mm-hmm. helped me become a better helper for others as I learned to help myself better. Right. But it's not perfect. You know, it's, right. there's, I'm, I'm not the Dalai Lama. I get upset. You know, <laughs> I, I have all the normal human feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because uh, I, I, I think, yeah. and I love it that you're saying that because I think, Sometimes when uh, people are intuitives and they do energy work and they're spiritual and they, they live in this world that other people sometimes think they have to be like that all the time, right? right. It's like, you know, when I always tell people we don't live on the top of the mountain, we live in the Western world and we, you know, there's stuff to do and, you know, dishes to wash and like, all, you know, it's like we have our own struggles and our own challenges, even though we do this work and and it's okay because right. that's what makes us relatable and human too. So right. yeah, share a little more about that because I think that that is an interesting thing that comes up sometimes for people. Well, you know, it's like the whole thing of the, what we hear as we start this journey, there's this spiral and that you come back to the same point several times. And that happens to be true for me. I've lived it. I'm living it. And once I've gone through a certain stage of that issue, then, um, but whether it's like codependency or addiction or lack of self-care or whatever it is that if there's a pattern and on their continuum of a whole bunch of versions of being a snag for someone, it's so many 
versions. I don't even know how to come up with an example. Um, and, and I had mine, so it was like a like a pie, slice of a pie with it uh, getting smaller as it uh, came down to the tip of the triangle. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's a smaller issue this time. And it, it sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I could go there if I didn't do X, Y, Z, recognizing. But that the patterns, they do become familiar and they, they want to be the path that we go to when we forgot oh yeah instead of eating like um a donut and um you know two biscuits for (laughs) breakfast i forgot i could actually eat cereal and fruits and still enjoy it i forgot Mm. i mean it's just one example of like trying to get healthy or um but one thing that that keeps coming back for me is trying to like keep my life clean and and that like comes to comes to me from um, from 12 steps, but also like a general life motto. Like, um, my motto is that I want to keep myself as clean as possible. My thoughts as clean as possible, my words, what I put into my body and how I like relate to the, to to the planet in terms of my output and the garbage and the waste. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, you know, I'm no, no, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm an expert, practitioner of this but i'm recognizing that receiving and holding on and cultivating things are important and so is being able to like recognize what's not fulfilling me and what's not um which which words i use that are not supporting my highest good and my vibration Mm. and what kind of thoughts am i you know where are my thoughts where's my attention going right um, right. so we're all affected by that I don't know um, I'm not one so if there's other there are people that way I don't know anyone who actually has done this to the other side and they're like oh on the yoga mat 24 right. 7 and that's how their mind is like they don't get angry and they're calm I met one person actually a few months ago but he was already like that he just he, he's like he's meditating or anything it's how he is his right. mind works differently yeah. So, and that's um, not that's not um, typical, right? I mean, that's kind of that rare case. No. And I think sometimes we see we might see that, or or like the Dalai Lama, like you said, like those, the you know, when we think like, oh, you know, I I want to do that, or maybe we think we could never achieve that. And and I like what you said about um, being clean, because of course that can mean different things to different people. But I love, I think it actually was a Dalai Lama quote that I love that is in and I. And I came up from you while you were talking is is when everything we think everything we say and everything we do are in harmony that's true happiness so it's what i'm hearing you say it's like about that alignment right the alignment of knowing that and it's not perfection right it's progress but sometimes you want the donut and that's okay it's not about you know but it's yeah. like it's that deep self-love that i'm hearing you talk about that you know that it's 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 being in that space of, of loving myself enough to make the choices that I know are for my highest good. Right. Yeah. And that, that's the heart. That's part of the heart. Um, that was part of the challenge because one of my questions that um, I was always the why question person and, and I still am, but you know, it's not as out of control as it used to be, but it helped me on some levels because I kept asking myself the question, so I know what's better to do. I know to not eat the burger or, you know, not every time, or I know not to do this or that. And why am I still doing it? And I know how to like for everybody else on the planet who 
trying to lose a little bit of weight or a lot of weight, um, using that as a concrete example, we know that there's no switched off where you're like, oh, now I only like, you know, broccoli and cabbage. I don't (laughs) ever crave sugar and chocolate cake means nothing to me. Like, I don't know anybody who went through something like that. But there's always a conscious choice. And I find out that it's like that for all of them. But why am I not making the conscious choice? And it came back back to how much personal power somebody had. That was the lesson for me. How do I raise my personal power? How do I raise my, you know, Hawaiians call mana or chi life energy? Like, how do how can I have more energy in me? And simplest things like being in the sunshine, you know, being around trees and nature, and mm-hmm. watching your breathing, the, the vibration of the foods we're putting into our bodies. Right. Um, all of those things. And then there's also emotional, mental aspects of mm-hmm. um, learning how to tell the truth to other people and to myself. Mm. And have it be a part of I to be self compassionate while I'm finding out no, like you've been doing too much of this and this isn't working for you. Like why are you doing more of this now? What's going on? And be more aware than oh, you know, I don't have anything to worry about until something becomes too big of an issue to deal with and then we have a can of worms to work through right but um it's absolutely not a perfect uh, i just open the box and all of a sudden i have this self-love pouring out of it <laughs> right <laughs> into me and the more i give it it's, it's literally like a garden it, the more i attend to it the more i receive yeah and when i fail it's actually like another opportunity for yay you know i totally missed my yoga two days in a row and i'm going to be compassionate with myself right. and I'm just going to do it today without chastising myself that can end up turning into a beautiful self-love practice absolutely absolutely yeah I know I love that you said that and I and that and in that you're being so raw and honest too because that's that's really how most people you know feel right, right? they feel like I, I know what I should be doing why aren't I doing it why what's the the thought pattern or the pat, you know, the ingrained subconscious pattern or, and right. most people don't even know that, right? Because we don't right. until we bring it to our awareness and go, Oh, okay. Every time I have, every time I talk to my mom on the phone, then I want to go eat I the potato chips. I grab a donut every time. Right. It's like, yeah. I'm going for the pretzels or something I can crunch and release yes. the stress or, you know, yes. so, so it's like being able to connect that. Or if, you know, when I get home from work, I always reach for the glass of scotch or, you know, like the patterns that maybe aren't going to be for our highest good. And not that they're bad, you know, cause I often tell my clients too, there's no, once we judge something as good or bad, it's a moral judgment, judging ourselves. So sometimes it's like, okay, just recognize and get curious, right? Oh, why am I doing that? Okay, that's interesting, right? And and I know that's the work you do with your clients, like that deeper, you know, energy work of, okay, let, let's let's examine that, and then how do we move through it? Yeah. yeah. If you don't acknowledge it, that's the oldest Dr. Phil quote I love. You don't, you can't change what you don't, you can't acknowledge. Right. Right. And that's that's really the hardest part is like finally seeing, oh my God, look where I have brought my life to and um and I was there and that like pushed the doors. I couldn't I didn't have anything to hold hold on to basically. And who I used to be was no longer there. Mm-hmm. It was like a character died in a movie, you know, like in a um in a T V series. 
That right. version is done. You're going to up the 2.0. Yeah, exactly. And whatever that looks like, you're going to find out as you're doing it. Yeah. And sometimes it is like a death, right? You grieve the, the you know, dying to your old self so something new can emerge, you know? And it's right. it, that can be kind of scary because we just, oh, we just stay in those same patterns and they're familiar. And yeah, so that's that's great work that you're doing. Thank you. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about that in terms of the um, energy healing that you do. Is there any modalities that you do or is it very um, so, specific to the client? So the, it's it's both. Um, I, I didn't really, I, I don't really rely on a certain school of thought where like, oh, I went and studied Reiki, I went and learned this and then I'm practicing it. A big part of what how this worked for me is I... Um, I was like, I want something, I want to be able to remove like the root cause of what what's happening around, what's happening with this person, where the pain point is. And most of the time people find me when they're in the heights of their pain. Yeah. So it's like, it's ready, it's, it's ready to be plucked out. And I have been to and seen so many energy healers and worked with pretty much anyone I could find because I was in so much pain over the years of like having trauma over trauma and not having resolved them but had survived my life so that's an interesting way of being um okay i have all this stuff in the storage but i can't keep them in anymore it's expiring (laughs) and it's starting to come out so i was in constant search and when um when i actually wished for this i prayed i said please give me a way to help myself and people the, the prayer wasn't for people when they are in this amount of pain that I can help them detach from it Mm. whatever it is that you're gonna I'm gonna end up doing and so it ended up being an eclectic way of connecting to that person's energy uh, with their permission and also uh, there's a lot of like working with the mind and um, the emotions it's not just um, okay and there were people who work that way and that's not me they'll say okay we're on the other end of a reiki call and they're doing work reiki for me or they say at this hour this is when i'm going to be working on you Mm. and for some people that's enough sometimes um, people get i'm sure results from that but for me i found that you have to actually integrate the, the the thoughts the mental peace and the emotional peace around along with the energy and the energy work actually supports that and creates the new energy of new emotions Mm. and new thought forms so you know we're not just like stirring the pot and pouring it into a different container we're basically like adding new elements to it and then removing elements while the person is in the receptive state Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like going up to someone and telling them, Hey, this is a wrong belief for you. It's not working. Just drop it. Like how many people are, Oh yeah, you're right. That there's, there's <laughs> just like, you have to get on board. Right. And, and the energy work is a way for me to massage that area and, and kind of like get to reveal the roots a little more. And then it's, I'm getting help because I obviously um, am not doing this by myself. I, I pray and set up for the help. And I also ask for extra clarification on um, when we hit a spot, a pain point or a wound for them, I, I, I want to take it, I don't want to take it where I think it should go. I want to take it where their highest selves and guys, guys are wanting it to go. Mm, nice. um, so getting into a I don't know space um, 
has taken me a long time and I still have to bring myself back to that just because all of these things work for these people doesn't mean it should work for this person that I'm just talking to right now. So I'm not going to block myself to, you know, oh, that method worked for them. Maybe it'll work for that, for this person. Right. And I have to be disciplined enough to let it arise out of the empty space that we're in. Yeah. So it's very individualized. It's very what is happening, what's coming right. to you, what's coming to them in the moment. Yeah. Right. And it feels great. more fresh that way because when I try to use the same thing, when I try to use it like a formula, it actually, it doesn't backfire, but it actually like loses its juice, mm. I found um, for me. And and that's where like I can't access the deeper information because I'm like on autopilot. Right. And um, that's where our, all our creativity is when we can actually be like, I want to be present for this person to get what it is that they need for them. Um, and I realized later on, like, I wish I treated myself and people around me as intensely as I treat my clients. Mm, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. No, because because... I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I mean, I'm not mean to them, but I get lazy about it. Yeah. And with, with the client, it's like there's no assuming what it's it's a higher responsibility. But then now I'm thinking about it. If I extended that kind of intimate energy on people who are close to me how much more those relationships would actually afford. Yeah, yeah. That's a great um, uh, awareness. Totally. That's a great yeah. awareness because it's sometimes we're, and also to ourself, right? Because sometimes we're, yeah. we're so much better helping other people or people we love or clients. But then when it comes to us, again, we're on the back burner, right? We don't do the self-care. We put ourselves last and then eventually something's going to break. Like what happened with your health? Eventually something yeah. is going to happen to give you the wake up call. So it's, right. you know, it's, no can we get to that before it gets into that point and realize yes. how do I find that balance? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Nice. Absolutely. Well, I love that. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that because I love your honesty and your vulnerability to say, hey, I'm not perfect, you know, just because I do this work doesn't mean that I'm always there, you know, and I think that that's so important for people to know about any type of of coaching or therapy or energy work or, you know, when you're working with somebody that it's, and that's what makes it great. You know, I wouldn't want to work with somebody that claims to have this perfect life and have it all figured out. You want somebody going through it too, right? Because that makes them better at what they do. It does. And you know what? Here's another thing that you're bringing that up. This just is an incredible point because when we expect perfection from the person we're working with, whether it's a coach, therapist, or pastor, whoever, um, we're actually creating a block who wants to like look for why that person is not perfect in a way to sabotage getting help. Mm. You know, oh, this person is doing this. Then, you know, oh, they, they may not be qualified, but that's not true, actually. Like, some of my best work and best articles came out of while my life was still in a deeper mess right. than where it was before. And so it's not true. You know, somebody could actually be living in a halfway house or um, like the Will Smith movie, you know, going from homeless shelter to another while they're creating something major yep. in life or they're using a talent that they've been given. And we're not, we're just like that pie. Like I really think of this pie with slices and mm. one area of your life being perfect doesn't mean every other will be perfect too. Right. We're always looking for a general upgrade. 
Right. You know, from a, oh, wealth to contentment and then from contentment to happiness and maybe hopefully to joy eventually. Right. Absolutely. No, I love that. And that's what we do at Rise Up For You. You know, it's all about that. How do we become our best self? And when we look at the six pillars, you know, of, of career, love, money, health, self-worth, uh, social intelligence, we look at all the pillars of our life. I like to liken it to a spider web. You know, if you push one side of it, the other side's going to get tweaked a little. So sometimes yeah. it's, it's you can have the perfect career, you feel great there, or, you know, and then sometimes things at home aren't great or vice versa, right. you know. So it's it's understanding that it's okay and it's it's just how do you, how does everything get elevated and you feel, um, again, in that higher vibration, right? Yes. So Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that. Thank you so much for that. And before we um, we end our interview, I'd love to, um, we call it the, kind of the power section of our interview and ask you a couple questions. And the first one is, um, what book had a massive impact on you, if there's one that you can share with our audience? Well, um, everybody's going to say there are so many, and I picked a couple different times. Um, but this one, especially, I'm going to say, has been the pillar of um, relationship improvement and relationships in general for me. It's um, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Mm. And, and it's like, it's a classic for me because it helped me um, escape from the, the usual Ferris wheel that I was turning in when I, in terms of relationships and how I was showing up in the Ferris wheel was also how I was affecting myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that book was um, a big eye opener and I carried it everywhere. It was in my car. I have like, mm-hmm. and her other book, the, the prayer one, Illuminata, yeah. Um, I, it really spoke to me, uh, her way of, um, not taking sides in relationship, but kind of like it, to me, it's the basis of what somebody would call a spiritual relationship. Yeah. How do you work with someone while you're human and while you're like still healing and your buttons are being pushed because that's part of the gift of the relationship. Right. But how can you work with them without like wrecking the relationship? and also like neglecting yourself. Um, that was a really powerful book for me. Yeah. It's like among many, um, I'll just say that would be my, in my top three. Beautiful. Return to love. Yeah. That's, that is a yeah. classic. It's classic. gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good one. Um, okay. How about a quote that you live by? Um, um, I don't know if I, um, well, that I remember you. one that I, that, I, that I used before from a German spy movie I watched years ago. He said, a man finds his destiny on the path he took to avoid it. And wow. um, it, it's, I don't know if it's my favorite one that I live by it, but it's so powerful for me to still remember. I saw this movie probably 15 years ago mm. or maybe longer. And it's this whole, like, to me, it's the resiliency of the soul. Yeah. Like, the soul has a di- direction, it has a destination and a path, and there could be all kinds of stuff that happen on the way while you're going there, whatever. And I have to figure this out, this figure this lesson out, and it's not going to end. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you, if you, when we choose a different path, to, to be able to avoid another um, issue or a, a lesson, it 
rarely it ever works and when it does it ends badly because the soul has a destination to go and I have to honor that right and I'm a kind of a stubborn soul so it's (laughs) like that's been like my tumbling I just kind of like I feel I relate to that one yeah that's beautiful I love that that's really cool okay if you could leave the world with one final message like one golden nugget what would it be (laughs) Um, one golden nugget. I'm going to say to, to part word, it's self acceptance. Mm. I think accepting oneself is really the basis of all everything. Like we say self love, but getting to self love is a big part of accepting oneself. Because then everything we do for ourselves is out of already have accepted what's maybe raw or unforgiven or not perfect. I've already accepted all of this. Now everything I do from here on is to improve on who I am today, mm-hmm. to improve my life rather than fixing myself, self-acceptance, because we are going to, you're going to make a lot of mistakes if you're learning, if you're growing, you may be 50 listening to this, you may be 20 and your mistakes are not over and accepting yourself when you're making those mistakes, when being at your, at your highest and your lowest. And this is the whole spectrum of who I am. Mm. That's what I'm trying to achieve in my life. I think that would be the highest level of freedom because no one can shake you anymore after that. Exactly. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know? Yeah, no, that's so true. I love that. How can um, our audience get connected with you? I have a website and the, the link is www.astarinthedark.com. I currently don't have social media and it's the easiest way to reach to me. Perfect. A star um, in the dark. Questions. Okay, great. Awesome. Thank you for that. One last question. So yeah. as you know, we're called Rise Up For You. So when you hear that that phrase rise up for you what does it mean to you rise up and what it means to me is hmm. one time somebody asked me when you see a snake in the in the grass what do you do and i was like run she's like no there's another option you rise up of it and so rise for me is rise up means rise above what it is that's that's trouble, troubling you what it is that's that feels like the swamp rise up and you can see it you can then figure out how to work with it if you're you, if you're in it it's so much harder to be um be objective and rise up basically rise above what's troubling you what rise above your own limitations even if it's one step up and it could be one thought at a time mm. Absolutely. Well, I love that. That's great. That's fantastic. I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom and your story. And and I know that it's really served our audience today and, and helping us stand alongside everyone to just live their best life right and it's it starts with being yeah being human and and knowing that it's not about perfection it's about progress right and each day we 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 learn we we grow and and that's awesome so thank you thank you so much thank you i appreciate it thank you for joining us today on the rise up for you podcast series 
We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.